Welcome to Relatable Rhetoric. I'm your host, Adrian Robertson, and on this show, I drop you into real-life stories of wifehood, parenthood, and life as a Black woman. Every episode holds a mirror up to women's lives to find ways to avoid burnout. It's a mix of sarcasm, unending topics we can all relate to, and reassuring reminders that women can find their stride. What up, what up, y'all? I hope you've had a great week. Thank you for joining me again here on Relatable Rhetoric. This week, we're talking about something that I feel like people shy away from. Routines. I really think (laughs) we have to stop thinking that routine is a bad word. Because believe it or not, you got one. Most of us aren't as spontaneous as we think. But I mean, even when we are, for the most part, we do a lot of the same things over and over again, especially if you are working, if you are a parent, if you're in college, if you have a a full-time job, a part-time job, a commute, (laughs) even if you work from home, um, if you have a significant other there are a lot, there are going to be a lot of the same things that show up in your daily routine. Okay. It could be your skincare routine. It could be your morning routine, your nightly routine. It could be your cooking routine. It could be your traditions, the things that you do together for fun. You know, it could be um, anniversaries, holidays, all of that is a part of your routine. So um, let's just go ahead and be comfortable and get comfortable with the idea of having a routine. Um, It's just your way of living. Now, there are ways that we can make our routines work for us. Um, This whole episode today is about building routines that serve us because sometimes we do things. um, If you listen to my first episode uh, on autopilot, I talk a lot about being on autopilot um, and how if your routine isn't truly serving you, it could cause you to feel burnt out or just all over the place or forgetful of things, um, disconnected. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I could go on with the the negative impacts of not having a good routine. Um, And I don't want you to, to go into this thinking like, okay, I gotta rip up the floorboards of my life to create this brand new routine and like, you know, I am who I am. I've been this way for however many years and I like my life. And okay, no, that's not, (laughs) that's not what I'm here to do. Um, I, first of all, just want to say that um, there's nothing wrong with what you've been doing. And there is a lot of good I would argue, and I don't even know you like that yet, I would argue that majority of your uh, ways, your routines, your life is is working for you already. But there are times when you have to shift and pivot or add things or take things away. Hey, you could have a breakup and your whole life look different overnight. You'd be like, well, Zag, um, I guess I ain't calling that person or I guess we ain't hanging out. Um, so there are, ch- you know, change happens. And when that does happen, it's nice to be able to figure out how to um, 
navigate, right? Like how to set things up in your life that will serve you. So yeah, I'm gonna get right to it. Um, I have about five ways that you can build routines that serve you. The first one is to be practical. Think about what you already do and just find ways to fit new tasks into that. And when I say new tasks, I'm not talking about let's just look for things to be doing. No, I'm talking about when a new task presents itself. If it's a new job, if it's a new school program, if it's a new extracurricular activity that you're starting, if you are starting a healthier eating plan, whatever it is that you've already decided you want to do, um, look for ways to make it fit comfortably in your life that is practical. So what am I talking about? What are you talking about, Adrian? So for example, um, my son just switched schools. Well, I say just, he's at the end of his first year at this new school. And when we found out where the school's location was, cause it's like a, it's a school for high ability students. So we kind of found out about it through his test scores and through the mail and during the pandemic, when, like right at the beginning of the pandemic before, um, you know, we had any real <laughs> answers to what was going to be happening with school. Um, a lot of it happened from home, right? So we didn't know exactly where the school was. And so once we did, um, we were like, okay, well, this is new. You know, this is a new commute. This is a new location. We got to kind of get used to that. So that was the first layer of it. Well, then my youngest, we decided that it's time for him to start daycare in preparation for preschool. So he's supposed to start preschool uh, in the fall of this year. So we didn't want, he has been staying at home with his dad. We didn't want for him to kind of be thrown into, you know, this completely new culture and new world. So we're like, um, I think this is a good time, you know, go ahead and shift, put him in daycare, let him start, you know, getting accustomed to going somewhere for several hours a day. <laughs> When we were trying to figure out where he would go, our first thought was um, near our son's school because we go there every day anyway. So it would make sense for the drop off to be in one place, the pick off to be in one place. So instead of focusing on where we live, on where we live or where either one of us work, it made sense for us to, to find somewhere around my son's school. So that's where we looked for childcare. We found something and it flows. Like it's no added stress. We're going there anyway to take my other son. So it was easy. Um, second example I'll give, when we were trying to figure out the whole situation with going to the gym. So we're like, okay, you know, trying to get right, trying to get, trying to get healthy, trying to get this, these bodies in shape, getting it, getting older. Right. <laughs> As I mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm in my thirties, my husband, he dang near 40. Look, <laughs> the body just don't respond the same. And so when we decided we wanted to start going to the gym, you know, we, you would think once again, okay, what's closer to your house, right? Well, that didn't make the most sense because when we started going to the gym, my husband, he was staying at home, like I mentioned before, um, and he would pick up my son from school on his way to pick me up from work. We had one car. And so he would come, you know, he would leave home. He would pick up my son from school. He would come to me. And so if we were to go home, 
you know, it's nothing wrong with, you know, saying we go towards home and then we go to the gym there. That's fine. But in the middle of rush hour <laughs> traffic, we lose about 30 minutes to an hour of time just trying to get to the gym. So it made sense for us to pick a gym that was really close to my job so that we could get there quickly, do our workout, completely bypass rush hour traffic, get out of the gym, get home in a short, you know, short period of time. We don't have to sit in any traffic. So we picked a, a gym downtown, which was where I worked. So it made sense. And, you know, all of this sounds simple once you look, you're looking at it with hindsight, right? But in those moments where you have change happen in your life, it can feel overwhelming to, to try to figure out what's easiest. Um, but all it takes is just a few minutes of thinking about what is going to make this transition feel less like a transition, right? Like I'm already going to work. I'm already picking my son up from school. So if I'm doing these things already, where can I insert this new thing that is going to, that I'm almost not even going to notice. Um, and because we were going to the gym, um, you know, together, it helped with accountability. And it was like, it didn't matter if I was like tired or whatnot. When I got off of work, I knew that if I decided all of a sudden I don't want to go to the gym, now I'm impacting other people who are going to. So that's just a side note that that doesn't have a lot to do with routines. But if you want a routine that you're going to stay consistent with, perhaps adding that layer of accountability will help so um, that you can continue to be consistent. All right. All right. Moving on. Next. Okay. Another one that I feel like people shy away from is preparation. If you make time for the thing, right? Whatever the thing is, it'll reward you and it rewards you with peace and free time. Okay. Adrian, what are you talking about? So um, let's go. I'm not going to keep using the same examples. We'll use something different. All right. So for example, laundry is something we all have to do. It's a necessary evil, right? So I'm going to use a specific example because my son, he has, he wears uniforms. He has to wear uniforms to school. So he has to have certain clothes every week. It doesn't matter if I feel like washing clothes or not. Those specific clothes, those shirts and pants need to be clean. Well, I could wash that stuff. And trust me, I've done this. I'm speaking from experience. I could wash that stuff and leave it in the dryer or put it in a uh, um, hamper or um, a bin or basket or whatever, not fold them, you know, because we get in these, you know, just kind of ruts or you get tired or you just don't feel like dealing with life, right? And not fold things. Well, what that ends up looking like for me is every morning throughout the week, my son is like, I don't have anything to wear. I don't know where my stuff is. And then I could say, oh, it's in the, go look in the dryer or go look in the basket and get whatever. Okay, well, now he gets it but it's been sitting and so now it's wrinkled. So now I have to iron his clothes. So that is time that I'm losing where had I put the time in on the front end to just wash the clothes, fold the clothes, put them up in a place where he can get them and he can be self-sufficient. Not only do I get time back, but I'm helping him be independent. I'm helping him take initiative to find his own clothes, choose his, you know, feel like he's in control of his morning 
you know, and, and he's in control of the outfits he choose, you know, it ain't like you better just grab that red one on top. Like, no, I, I might want to wear blue today. <laughs> I'm talking about his shirts. So yeah, um, that's just one example of how much, how you can, yes, it does require effort and time to do this thing on the front end, but it is going to reward, reward me throughout the week with peace. And I'm feeling like I'm being a good parent by helping my son be independent and uh, self-driven. Uh, one other thing too, this is a small one, but y'all, I really learned the value of this one. <laughs> Preparing for your mornings. So when I say that every morning, here's what trips me up. And, and I'm hoping these examples will help because it, it could go so many different ways, right? We're all different and we all have different routines, but hopefully these examples will help you find where it applies to you. Every morning, I on my let's say on my way to work, um, even though I'm working from home right now, um, even when I'm driving to my son's to school, if I'm leaving the house, I'm going to grab my bag, my purse. Um, when I'm going to work, in addition to that, I'm getting my lunch because where I work does not provide lunch. It doesn't even have a cafeteria or okay? um, as well as my laptop. So my laptop bag. So I'm a whole bag lady in the morning, right? <laughs> um, and, and I'm a writer. So I absolutely enjoy listening to music for two reasons, because it helps me to zone in and write, but it also helps me to tune people out. Cause y'all know those office conversations can really be distracting or, or enticing, right? Like I ain't trying to do no work. I'm trying to hear you. So I need my earbuds. I need my lunch. I need my laptop. I need my bag. And whatever else I feel like I need, right? I'm a woman. I need, you know, my feminine products. I need lip gloss, honey. Oh my gosh. I hate if I leave the house without lip, lip gloss. Um, lotion. Come on now, black people. We need lotion. I mean, I, I strongly believe everybody needs lotion, but I'm just saying it is a little more evident on us uh, uh, ashy prone folk. No. <laughs> Anyways, let me move on. So all that being said, I had to learn to start packing these things up at night because I could lose, easily lose 15, 20, 25 minutes looking for all these things in the morning. Um, even if I didn't feel like packing everything up at night, just to put them all in one space where I know I'm going to be able to find them in the morning helps me. And not only does it give me time back, y'all, but it gives me, okay, I'm back to this word on peace. But on the flip side of that, if I don't do it, I have so much anxiety because now I'm I'm rushing, right, to hurry up and find everything. And then if I bump too close up to the time that I need to leave the house, then I'm like, forget it. I don't need my earbuds. Then I go to work without the things that I really want or feel like I need to be successful or to be zenful. So I'm taking stress, unnecessary stress or anxiety into my day. And all of that, you know it accumulates. You know, you take that stress into work, somebody pissed you off at work. Now you're taking that stress to the uh, gym or to home or to your family. So the more you can make things easier for yourself early on from jump, right? The better off you'll be throughout the day. All right, moving on, moving on. <laughs> this is number four. No, and this one is specifically for my parents. Um, know your kids' needs. I spoke about um, my son's uniforms. You know, kids require additional effort anyway, because you not only now do you have to get yourself ready for the week, 
or whatever it is you're getting ready for. But you have to also get this other person ready until they're able to do it themselves. Then when they're able to do it themselves, you have to equip them to do it themselves. And then you got to you got to poke and prod and push and remind and encourage them to do it on their own, even when they are equipped, because they can tend to be on the lazy side. But, you know, depending on your kids. Okay. So if you know your kids' needs, you can plan for them. Um, an example for, for this that is not, you know, one of the same ones I've used before is, um, so when I would take store trips with my kids, because, you know, while it is wonderful to have a spouse who can who I can leave the kids with to go get groceries, that does not always, you know, life don't always line up like that. You know, sometimes we got to be, we got to go in there together, <laughs> depending on what's going on. So I will take snacks, um, devices if I really if I really need to be focused, depending on where I'm going, um, and wipes. I always keep those things on me. Not necessarily the devices, but snacks and wipes I have in my bag, I have in my glove box, my console, in my car, um, my work bag. Honey, you, my kids know for the most part they can pretty much find a snack anytime. And I know I can always find a wipe. <laughs> I can always find some wipes because they get messy. And you know, if you are going about your day and all of a sudden you have this unexpected mess, well, if you're not prepared for that, that's added stress. So, you know, that's just one small example, but there are so many ways that you can prepare your kids, um, prepare the things that your kids need ahead of time to make things easier for yourself, but to also, um, help them help themselves. Okay. Uh, number five, <laughs> use your phone calendar to free space in your mind. <laughs> I know that sounds extreme. Um, and I'm very much a pen and pen and paper kind of person. Um, I love me a list, but if I write my list on a post-it note, on a, on a piece of paper, on an envelope, okay, a piece of mail, then I got to keep up with that piece of paper. And not only that, that piece of paper can't remind me of said thing, right? So by putting things in my calendar and my phone, I know I'm pretty much always going to have my phone with me. So I know I can always access it. I can always reference it. But then also with when I put things into my calendar, I always set it up to give me an alert. And you can set up more than one alert. So you can have one to like, let me know a couple days ahead, but then let me know the hour before too. You know, things that make it um, make life just a bit easier for you. Um, and then in addition to that, like, for example, my husband and I share a family calendar. So anytime I am setting up appointments for us, my kids, myself, if I am planning to do a work event, if we have agreed to go to a family member's house for dinner, I put it all in that calendar. And so now not only am I aware, but now my husband's aware and he gets those reminders as, as also. So um, it just makes it just frees up that space because I know that if I plug it in, I can I can stop thinking about it. Right. I don't have to remind myself. I know it's in my phone. Um, yeah. Number six. This is the last one, guys. And I love this one because I have I have to continually do this. It's not even something that I just do once. But just be honest with yourself. If you know that you ain't going to cook or that you that you're likely to not want to cook plan for that. You don't even have to feel bad, honey. Look, if you ain't got kids, because I, I do feel like 
once you have to start buying takeout for more than two people, three people, it gets costly. And then you just throwing money down the drain if you eat too much takeout. But hey, that's your business. If you got it, honey, it ain't it ain't tricking if you got it. But if you do want to save and you don't have kids, eat all the takeout you want, you know, because you know it's not necessarily unhealthy. You can go to get a salad, you can go to Panera, you can, you know, get you healthy foods, right? That's okay. We all have a grocery budget or we should. So, you know, you're going to spend $100, $150 on groceries anyway, budget to spend it on takeout. So, for example, if you are going to eat, say you're going to cook this week and you're like, all right, I'm going to try to be on a straight and narrow. But you know you ain't going to be on a straight and narrow for seven days straight. Budget to do four days and they don't have to be consecutive, but, you know, get you meals for four days worth of food right at the grocery store. And that's a portion of your grocery budget. But then the other remaining portion is what you can use for takeout. And now you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel like it's unexpected. You don't have to feel like, I don't know, bad (laughs) that you are buying takeout. Just plan for what's realistic. Like I know every week it's at least two days I'm gonna be tired. So not only am I baking money into my, my grocery budget for takeout, but I'm also buying meals that are easy. Like I get, I will get a box pizza and a bag salad with the quickness. <laughs> and and the great thing about that would it be an easy too. Um, just speaking specifically to my situation, because you know everybody's spouse is not um, unable to cook, but mine is. And so I know he can heat up a box pizza and he can put together a bag salad. So even if I don't feel like doing that, he can help with that. It's not like, baby, can you go in there and make them some other pork chops and them collard greens? <laughs> um, yeah. And that will in- empower you to be your best self throughout the week. You know, know that you have flexibility. Know that this routine is not so rigid that you can't, you know, switch it up or that you can't be real or human or tired or cranky or hormonal or whatever. Like things come up. Things come up. All right. So I'm going to um, switch gears really quick and give you a few quick hits of some things that made my life easier. And then we'll get into the uh, why didn't they tell us segment. And that's it, guys. And we'll be going. So uh, one thing I hate going back and forth, up and, up and down the stairs, especially in the morning. I hate it. I want to, especially with my kids too, because they all get into things. Like I have a four-year-old, so I just feel like he can't be trusted alone for too long. <laughs> so he has to be upstairs with me, but he does get antsy. If I take too long getting ready, he'd be ready to go downstairs. He'll leave me and he'll be off into some mess. So in the mornings, I will do everything that I need to do upstairs. Everything. Get everything I need to take downstairs and then go downstairs. And And my kids know Once we go downstairs, we're done with the getting dressed process. We're done with the getting ready process. And now it's time to have breakfast and get um, before we leave the house. Just a small thing. You know, I don't know what you can do with that. But um, if you got, you know, small little pet peeves, things that drive you crazy, look for ways to make it easy. Um, I have a trash bag and some some car snacks in my car because my kids don't throw their trash away and it drives me crazy. So I, I keep all the trash in a little trash bag. They know when they finish with their snacks or whatever, hand me the trash or put it in the bag yourself. Um, I keep the car snacks in there for when they get peckish and hangry and hungry or whatever. Uh, what else? I clean up 
the toys in my house once a day. Unless I'm having company or something, them toys, they will be on the floor. You know, I might move something if it's on the steps and it's a hazard or if it's, you know, in the middle of the kitchen floor and I'm trying to cook and I don't want to break my neck. Sure, I'll, you know, move it. But for the most part, the toys will be there. My house is lived in, honey, because what will happen is I will spend all day cleaning up. I put the toys back. They hear the toys shuffling. Oh, mommy's messed with the toys. Let me go get the toys. They pull them back out. Now I'm frustrated. Why y'all just do that when I cleaned up? So now I clean up the toys and I put them back and then they go back in another hour and do it all over again. So by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. Don't bother. Do it once. They go to bed every day at the same time. 8.30, I know at 8.30 and later, it's going to look like adults live here again. <laughs> and I be eager. Look, 8, 8.15, 8.20, your girl's cleaning up toys. We're getting ready. Don't put another toy on this floor. Um, what else? I think I got one more. Oh, I saved $30 from every one of my paychecks um, for Christmas. Um, and that's... So that is a number that I feel comfortable with. I'm like, this is, you know, once I get to November, it's roughly like the end of October. But once I get to early November is when I cut off and I stop the, the saving process or whatever, um, that I'll have what I want. <laughs> OK, for my my kids, you know, what works for me and what I feel like they should have. But. You know, you can choose whatever number you want, but that is yet another thing that is, um, I don't have to worry about it, right? Like I don't have to think about where the Christmas money is coming from, the Christmas budget. I don't have to think about it throughout the year, but I know that come November, there's a pot, honey. There's a pot for me to pull from. I ain't got to, you know, all of a sudden lose a whole lot of money from my check. So it's just one small thing and I don't even feel it. You know, it's 30 bucks. I can spend that on take out. I could spend $30 at Chick-fil-A. Okay. With, for two people. So it's, it, it's, I don't even feel it every once in a while. When I see that account, I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, I ain't doing nothing with it, but it's just nice to know that I'm taking care of it. Even though I'm not physically taking care of it. Like I'm not doing anything this. And so what does all of this do? Y'all, this is what I'm getting at. And I love this part about it. This is what I love. It's all small, right? Little small, you know, things that you incorporate into your life, into your day, into your routine, right? What does this allow you to do? What does this allow me to do? It frees up mental space, which now allows me to, number one, rest. Rest is so important. I don't have to spin my wheels all day, all week. Because I'm doing things that that allow me to fall back, <laughs> right? I'm still handling everything. I'm still being responsible. I'm still being proactive. But I don't have to be on edge. It's also allowing me to focus on what matters to me. So if that's working out, if that's um, making videos about keto meals, that is something I do. Check me out on Instagram at Healthy Adrian. <laughs> um, now I get I have time to do that. I have time to now make TikToks with my kids <laughs> because I'm not doing you know all these other things that I could prepare for. If I spent a few hours on my weekend taken care of, okay, now I freed up some time 
to do some fun things, okay? We, we took care of the, the domestic stuff and the responsibilities and the adulting, but now I want to have some fun. This also allows me to be, an, and you, to be an example to your kids. Now, if you don't have kids, you can be an example to a, a sibling, an example to a niece. You can be an example to a friend. You see a friend who's a hot mess. We all got a hot mess friend all over the place. Look, if you try these things, sis, try this. And then you ain't got to be stressed. You can be like, oh, girl, I forgot all about that. Girl, put it in your phone. Put it in your phone. It allows you to be an example. And then fourth, and this one is specifically for you guys, it allows me time to make this podcast. Because if I, if I am busy, you know, just tending to the ins and outs of life, where do where is there time to create? Where is there time to be innovative and um, have fun? I was gonna say create again, but y'all get the gist. All right, so now we're going to head into the segment. Why didn't they tell us? Why didn't they tell us that we would have to make routines as adults? Didn't we think we was gonna have we was gonna be able to do whatever we want? I said that in the last uh episode, but for real, they ain't tell us. <laughs> um, but but that was just one a little jokey joke because I actually really I love I love me a routine. Why didn't they tell us how hard it is to keep a house or a car clean? I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking to me, honey. And maybe it's just a parent thing, honey. It'd be so hard to keep it clean. You'll get about two, three, two, three days top before you got to do it all over again. I mean, not all of it all over again, but you know, some. And then last, why didn't they tell us that having kids will hold a mirror up to our habits? It'll show you yourself, honey. Because my kids be, ooh, they be poking holes in my routines. They be like, mommy, you forgot. Mommy, you forgot. All right. But anyways, that's all I got for today. I hope it helps you out this week. Please try. If you don't try, but just one, that's all right. Uh, thank y'all so much for listening. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll check out other episodes. And more importantly, find your stride, sis.